You're listening to The Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we will be discussing Futurama Season 3, Episode 10, Where the Bugalo Roam, with your hosts, Tommy, the Joshua Jackson of this podcast roulette. How's it going? Pete, nah, I couldn't think of another one, Woodward. It's showtime. He's the James Vanderbeek, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Does that make me Katie Holmes? I just cry a lot. Uh, uh, and, and I'm Katie Holmes. Uh, and joining <laughs> us today is our special guest, Brittany Hudak. Hi. Hi. I'm Hello. also from Toledo, like Katie Holmes. Really? I didn't know you were from Toledo. I thought that was just part of an elaborate National Security Agency cover story. Nope. I did an entire uh, speech for my speech class in high school about Katie Holmes. About how she was a beard for no, a just Scientologist. a biography speech. This was way before all of that. Really? She was on Dawson's Creek at this time. It was, what, 2000, 2000? Yeah, And you maybe. didn't want to wait for your life to be over? Is that how that goes? I had such a crush on her. I was so old. I completely missed the whole thing. Tom but Cruise good, ruined that for me. Did you get me. a good grade, at least? I did, because my teacher grew up with her family, like, oh. was the pastor at the church in Toledo for a while or something. Did you know and, that before you wrote the paper, you brown yes. yep. That's horrible. Well, you read the room. That's, you know what, that's smart. I think he's smart. I got an A minus minus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try and kill yourself after that? It's the lowest grade you could possibly get. Not at Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just give you a condemnation. And send you to hell if you don't do well, right? That's how it works. Yes, it's yes. been a while. Yeah, since hell I is was the there. lowest grade you can get at, at Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, the second lowest grade is um, molestation. <laughs> I think a C is purgatory. I think uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> limbo coasting. I heard recently that limbo had been eliminated. Recently, yeah. Hermes would be so upset. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, well, not not that kind of limbo. But what I what I didn't realize is that like, you know, established. Tom, orga- that was uh, a. <laughs> we don't have to point out how good that was. Oh, I do. Established organized religions can retcon their own like dogma. Yeah, the Vatican II came out, and I want to say 1994 or 92, and a lot of things were revised. And I think one of them was the you've been using purgatory. that. You've I, been using that word a lot, right? Because it was actually never in the Bible. Yeah. It applies to this show a lot. I know. What does it stand for? Retroactive continuity. Oh. I did not That's know that. That's the first time, yeah. I'm, I didn't know that. I've heard oh. that term used besides when, when Pete uses it, but... Uh, I've just you noticed it, thought it was a in, rat in, killer. In, in uh, um, uh, context, I knew what it meant, but I didn't know the actual you, definition. You spray it I didn't know what it was. Yes, I do. And then... So it got afraid. to the point where I was too afraid to ask anymore because oh, yeah. he used it too much. Yeah. It's like when you don't know someone's name. You're just like, hey, you. Oh, yeah. For the 20th time. I, I can't remember if I've told this on the show or not. Does anybody remember the guy that's talking right now's name? The, I, this is Jermaine. I'm say James Vanderbeek. I, I once let a guy call me the wrong name for nine years at a job. Were you working at a Parks and Recreation department? No, no. Originally, I thought he was calling me chief, and I was like, yeah, I can uh, do that. And then I realized, like, 18 months in, he was calling Charlie. me Jeff. Oh, yeah? And I, like, I couldn't help the fact that he kind of mumbled, but at that point, it had gone, like, way... Okay, so it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even, like, 10 times or 20 times. It was 
every so work day. You were the only for two a year people there, or how did everyone else not? I just don't. I mean, we never really worked with each other. I don't think it came up. I just think he thought there was a guy named Jeff that was me mm-hmm. that worked in the one office, and he oh, worked so in the he other was office. in a separate. So he'd run into you. He's once in a, in a while. different functional no. unit. Okay. I mean, it was all the same company. Okay. Oh, because that reference call would have been really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling a reference of Pete. Uh, we have no <laughs> recollection of yeah, that. <laughs> who are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know, that guy always wears a shirt. Brittany, what did you do today? Did you go to did a you... job and call anybody by the wrong name? Or? <laughs> did no, you... I actually know everyone at work's name. I've, I'm doing really well there. Oh, that, that's pretty much all you got to do. That's, <laughs> that's all I figure you have to do to excel at a job. Like when the review comes up or your six-month review, you know, you're just like, well, I mean, I got everybody's names down. Yeah. What else do you want? Did you dream about steaks sweeping up and cleaning your house? No, I didn't. Because that was on the damn Jumbotron. I did notice that it connected to the episode's theme. It did? Sort of. I mean, yes. I feel people are reading too much into these cartoons connecting to the steaks and parts of. Well, they're grilling buggalo. Okay. I I didn't even connect that. How do you even know that's not a buggalo steak in that cartoon? It wasn't. Okay. It was. <laughs> That's how I know. The, Tom. <laughs> the cartoon was called "The Emerald Isle." It was from 1949, and it's a, just a cartoon about Ireland. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I don't know why. At some point, there are you a, dropping the D on the end of that word? Is it Emerald Isle or was it Emerald Isle? Like, bam! We're gonna kick it up a notch. No, I believe oh, I said Emerald Isle. Oh, you didn't. It, there was no D involved when you said it the first. I time. don't like saying my D's on microphone. I know you don't like the D. I don't like saying THs when I sing. <laughs> All, I, I had mixed feelings about that uh, sweeping steak because on the one hand, if your dinner... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pete had mixed feelings about the Talk two about going well, deep. No, millisecond I, cartoon at the beginning on the, of... Because on the surface of it, it's, it would be great if not only did your dinner nourish you, like it cleaned your fucking house. On oh. the other hand... If you had a nice chop of meat that swept up your house, it's probably going to be covered in filth. And, and then and unrefrigerated for a while. Yeah, well, so, you know, dry on, aged. Sa- on Saturdays Pete hires me to be a nice chop of meat to come and sweep up his house. Yeah, but you look really good in the French maid uniform. It's, for all it just, we know it, it could it have hangs been really nicely. It could have been a Thank metaphor you. for how Irish Tom adds extra syllables to the word Irish. <laughs> I mean, at, at true to form with the rest of these D. Jumbotron cartoons, total right bullshit now. because it should have been a potato. Maybe at another point in that cartoon it was a potato. But you say potato, I say emerald. Buggalo. <laughs> uh, and with that, let's no, it, venture forward so. into this problematic, problematic episode. Oh. Nah. I, who, who liked it? This episode, yeah, it's, yes. pretty, it's pretty good. It's I not, like it's not this a great episode. One. It's a good one. I like the next one better, but I don't mean problematic. What's the next one? Like the one where Leela plays baseball. Oh yeah, that's one of the one of the better yeah. ones for sure. One of the best. Whatever. I, I don't mean problematic. <laughs> like there's problems with the story or the narrative. I just mean some of the characterizations are a little cringy this far out from when it was made. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, we can get there right now. Uh, they've come to the wrong place. That's hilarious. It's a nice pun. And, and initially I was excited because I thought it was going to be like a Westworld knockoff. And, you know, predating the HBO show now, but the Yul Brenner movie. Like, yeah, I think that would have been good. And I, I don't know enough about the source material there to say where there's a lot of overlap, but I was hopeful. I watched the first 10 minutes of that movie. I think I was disappointed, though. Yeah, I don't think I liked the original. I did. I turned it off when I realized it wasn't The King and I. 
It's the only movie I like Yul Brenner in. He, his pronunciation of etc. It's <laughs> magical. Let my people go. That's, that's no, that is not at all in The King and I. No, but isn't Yul Brenner in Ten Commandments? Well, I mean, I he might be. May, I don't think so. Yeah, isn't he the pharaoh? He might be. Maybe. He was the English teacher. Talking about whitewashing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, Mr. Wong especially, uh, we've discussed this a lot before on various episodes, and you've cut most of it out of those episodes, Tom. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? He's mm. cut it, yeah. Some of it. Yeah. Uh, Billy West as Mr. Wong is very ching-chongy. And I get what he's doing, and I suppose that it's at least consistent, but it does seem very exaggerated. And the fact that he's not an Asian actor, pulling off that thing is really weird. Yeah, you're right. You know what? When I was watching it, I thought about Michael Scott's ping. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think you brought <laughs> oh, yeah, that man. up, and I might have cut, cut that out of some episode. I'm sure you for, did. It was probably for time, probably for time. But it's the wrong time <laughs> for that to be in the episode, is what you mean. I, I mean, it's not that far off from uh, Khan on King of the Hill, which Toby Husted. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. And I, I was trying to like reconcile where where does like a stereotype in a characterization end and become just like its own thing, but it's still kind of fucking weird. I don't. I think there's levels. Have you ever seen uh, Mickey Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah, that's yeah. just racist as hell. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, we've come a long way from well, that. Sure, sure. Who does Mrs. Wong's voice? I don't. I didn't. Lauren see. Tom. Oh. So she's yeah. actually Asian. I mean, she's she's like five degrees less problematic. Well, it's it's a, a very <laughs> it's like yeah. very over the top, like. Like I uh, see. Well, I have to say that uh, I just looked it up, and Yule Brenner is uh, Mrs. Wong. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is in. You're vindicated. <laughs> oh, good night. That's, uh, that's all, all right. I had to do. I learned everybody's names. I, I came <laughs> up with a fact. And see you later. <laughs> no, the, I, see, I see what you're uh, saying. It's it, just it, it's. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about it for the whole rest of the episode because it doesn't get any better. I just I. They I actually don't know, they like, point fun at it, you know. They do. I mean, they, they really become the, more like the pushy parents than anything else, like shoving the smoking cowboy on Amy and whatnot. I, I, I have an analogy in mind. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But um, it, it, I just, the whole thing, like, they have their funny moments, but I find it really hard to parse out what's just, like, funny, funny, and what's funny because they're being, like, ching-chongy. Well, what about Zoidberg? I mean, no, no, no. Our our one or what, what, what was Aaron? Our I'm Jewish. Oh, oh okay. So no, now so. you can divide the so what? So what <laughs> about we had one person representing? Uh, That's not true. Why? Who else? No, I I don't think we need to point people out. But I I know that like. No, I'm saying Aaron said it was okay. I asked her. We're, we're not spoke on behalf of all Jewish people. We're not here to today. out people. For anything, are you offended by the podcast? What am I? Who's outing anybody? Don't tell anyone we're Jewish. No, (laughs) you you may actually want that to you know right now. That's probably a safe strategy. But no, Zoidberg is an exaggeration of a very true type that exists for sure. But he's also poor. He's also smelly. 
He's also You're, got ink sacks. But that's Keep not, going. That okay, the nothing ink sack thing, mean, maybe, but... He's, he's also a different species. Like, the, the Wongs are human, oh, or, I mean... Point. Right, like, well... Uh, they're Martian, but they're humanoid, I uh, guess. They're Martian... Uh, the, I, and also, I feel stupid talking about race when there's, like, four Caucasian people sitting around here talking just, about just this. Just, like... trying to be sensitive to it, because right. it's, it's... But also, think back I, in... in in the early 2000, this this technically uh, it was original air date was March third, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Good year. Back then, honestly, everybody like, was supposed to hate it, Arabic people. I get well, it. No, the like push to have actual like the more diversity of acting and everything like that wasn't no, the, I know, like I the know. way it was now. I I mean it's it is. Nobody thought Mickey Rooney was being anything other than funny in Breakfast at Tiffany's when they made that. I mean, now I say that nobody thought that. A, a lot of Asian people probably thought it was not funny at all, but nobody asked them. And 17 years ago, it was a similar situation. It wasn't as, I mean, really, I forget the, the character's name, but um, when uh, during, uh, shit, was it Raging Bender? When. Uh, the yep. the fly, yep. the karate instructor, like mm-hmm. that was way more. I mean, so yes, it was an alien, but it was clearly like a stereotypical yeah. or uh, what's the other? I don't know what the other word I was thinking. Of. It's it. I mean, it's really one of those things where it's like the people that made this show were so smart. So yeah, I don't think it was their intention gotten to be to like shitty. It, but it's like the symbolistic Native American yeah. oh character for sure, in this for sure. episode. That's in there. Like I said, the whole episode is kind of problematic. It, it's just a a. I don't know how much of a pass to give it. Like seventeen years ago, nobody was really thinking about it. That was in working in the production of this show, or maybe there was like one Asian guy on the show. That was like, no, it's fine, and they're like, okay, cool. I don't know. They make a lot of very direct jokes that are almost like they're parodying the fact that Billy is doing this accent because, you know, like, you know, we own the whole Western hemisphere. He's like, that's the best hemisphere. And he's like, oh, yep, you're right. Like, come on. I mean, they're uh, at the presser says uh, on Earth, too, or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. same on Earth. You know, they're I think they're really I don't know. But really, um, what about Wong's doorbell? It's great. Is that? I, f- I forget what it's it was. A, it's like a, just a like a cowboy type slide guitar. Oh yeah, sound. That's kind of nice. I did they ever enumerate why Mars Day is better than Earth Day, or is it just that everything the Wongs own or because involved in is better than anything else? There's so much room like, on Mars, you can throw trash anywhere. That's Instead the only of, reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Earth Day, you like, like are a, conscious of yeah. the planet. Mars Day, it doesn't matter because it's so big. It's not a do-gooder day on Mars. It's a party day. It could be a party day here. Oh, boy. It is a party day. I have a blast planting trees and scrubbing up my carbon footprint. I don't think you planted any trees this year. You were planning to, and then you didn't. Um, I don't like Asian people. Are we still talking about that? <laughs> yeah. Zoidberg is pretty That's hilarious in, in this episode. He's right great. He's got a lot of good Oh, lines. yeah. He is the absolute worst house guest you could imagine with his, his Dom Perignon bubble bath. 
I mean, that happened so quickly in the first scene. He broke a television before, like, even finished it. Like, he's just on a the, rampage. The, the whole line about the broken television is awesome, though. Like, the placement of it. He's he's a oh, oh yeah 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 growing yeah. in a yeah. bugaloo shell. It's just like he's this just take, like, he's just like know? just like him inviting himself in, uh, like ruining stuff of theirs, and then pretending he's part of the family, and then yeah, that just like I broke your tail. He's yeah. They do make great rowboat shells, though. I, I've heard. I, I, I oh um, I said this when uh, um Sebastian was on and Bugalo came up, uh. One time, uh, I think I don't know. I think it was in Jordy. You know I know where we're talking I, about. I, t- I saw a picture of a big beetle of some kind, and it was black and white, you know, shell mm-hmm. like that or whatever. It was like uh, dead, and it was already starting to like have stuff ooze out of it. I took a picture of it, and um, I'm gonna. I said when we that I mentioned this on the podcast before that I would post a picture of it, and we so did. This time I did. Yeah, we did. I did M- months ago. I oh. found it, and then I reposted oh. it on the Slurm right, Well, page. look for that. Somewhere, somewhere in the in the go ether. through our whole feed and like every post, and then you can stop when you get to that one. So wait, you found a real beetle that was black and yeah, white it was black and white like, like a, a cow, like a bugalo. You're yeah. gonna have to repost that. Cause All right, I'll find it. You don't even you didn't even try to figure out what kind of beetle it was, and you work in a job where you kill beetles. This was years ago. It's a dead ant in blackface. <laughs> is what he found. <laughs> <laughs> um, I the the uh. The way that the Wongs marked things is not theirs because it was easier than marking all the things that were. So they had the brand that said not property of Wongs. Mm-hmm. Hermes is very polite. <laughs> Please yeah. don't do that. He was. I mean, do you think that added or removed he value from his... That. No, he respected that move, though. But he, he didn't appreciate it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they ruined his briefcase. I mean, that's very efficient. If you're branding things that you don't own, that's... Something Hermes would definitely respect. Oh, for sure. For sure. You should always uh, worry about your exceptions and set up everything so that it runs smoothly for your your regular cases. There was uh, a big exterior shot where they show the Nimbus, introducing Kiff and Zap again. And something that occurred to me... Which is great. I mean, it's cool that we get a lot of Kiff in this episode, but it's nice that Zap shows up like a couple times sparingly, you know? Yeah, just being his usual asshole self. I mean, Kiff only just uses up extra charisma from Zap. Well, but this is just something of an aside related to the Nimbus because I'd never noticed it before. Did you oh, ever, the face? I don't think I've that's I've never noticed that before either. Is that what you're gonna say? No, did you ever see real monsters? Ah, real monsters from Nickelodeon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you remember the one with the ears? That no, that held, no, that held, held his eyeballs yeah. in his hands mm-hmm. and he had like crazy armpit hair sticking mm-hmm. out. The Nimbus looks like that. Uh, I've I've uh, thought about that before. Really? Uh, yeah. Like it like it's not a one to one thing, but their their design is close enough. That it like, and I haven't watched that cartoon. Maybe there's an animator involved in both of them somewhere, you know, along the way. It's possible. I like that shot though, because the shot was very Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, totally. Yeah, and then coming into the window. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I find it weird that they put windows on spaceships like that. Why wouldn't you want to look out at space? Well, I would. I would think you'd want to look, but you would also want to be like better protected than. A flimsy oh. sheet of glass. Just wait till the a episode flimsy, when. Do you think on a spaceship they have a flimsy sheet of glass? Well, it's probably like a couple. It's like a you double or triple it, plane. At least, 
They're in space. Do submarines have a flimsy? Well, I guess they don't have. They don't window. have. Well, they have portholes, right? On submarines, with screens on them. So they they do. And whales uh, have blowholes. Yeah, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Tom has made a good point. <laughs> End of conversation. Moving on. Uh, what the fuck Vanilla corn. <laughs> I didn't get that part. What, what's that? When they were like at the like uh, the barbecue the jamboree, and there was the DJ Mixmaster oh, Festus. That, I actually got that reference. I didn't. I'm really get, embarrassed. Okay. Festus. He says, "Just call me Mixmaster Mix, Festus." Yeah, well, I heard Festus, and Festus is a character on Gunsmoke. Oh, it's oh. like an old timey. Hillbilly name or Bonanza, Gunsmoke, one of those. One of them, Same. yeah, either one. I, mean, I feel like way, there was a spinoff of one of them. It was Gunsmoke. Okay, it could have been Mixed Master. Thank Haas. you for that. My grandma was for that trivia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the. Is there a band name Gunsmoke? Because that's a cool. Game. I had a Nintendo. I had the Nintendo game, the NES uh, Gunsmoke game. It was fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, it was great. It was one of my favorite Nintendo games. What did you do? You. It was kind of one of those. Uh, you like it, um, overhead screens where you walked and then the guys were coming at you from above, but you know they were in front of you and then you just like shot them and you got cool different guns and you know. I know what you're talking about. You remember that game? Yes. Yeah. Who are you shooting? Wrestlers or Native yeah, Americans? <laughs> probably. I was gonna say both. I don't remember. It's been so long, but <laughs> you just <laughs> you're, shoot, you're shooting problematic stereotypes. <laughs> That's I mean, they had scruffy and, beards and were holding guns. That's all I remember. They, sounds, they sounds certainly like weren't the, the terrorists in all the video games now that are totally acceptable to, to murder in in uh, beautiful graphics. Really? I haven't shot anybody in a video game that wasn't a zombie in I don't know how many years. <laughs> you only play the zombie levels? <laughs> what if they were a Wario? Did you like how at the barbecue they had a truck full of barbecue sauce and Pepto-Bismol? For... I didn't even notice Pete, that. don't oh. answer that. He doesn't have to answer that. You, I, next question. You didn't Lead, notice that Fry put Pepto onto his. I was just thought it was some kind of pink. You sauce. didn't notice the trucks? No. Oh, oh, I thought you'd have a lot to say they, about. Yeah, that. they pulled up like two tanker trucks, and one was barbecue sauce, and the other was Pepto Bismol for so the barbecue. Like, okay, what, uh, why did you think I'd I'd notice that? Because, because you're I'd be like, yes, because that's you're awesome, yeah. old, and you have heartburn and upset and stomach you love barbecue sauce, things. and I, that doesn't happen to me. Really? Oh, it happens to me all the time. I, yeah. I sleep with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol <laughs> next to my bed and have for years. You oh, have crap. an atrocious diet. Listening to this show, you have... What do you Does eat? it come up on here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Do we, do we talk about my diet? I mean, we, you have. we talk about rallies and checkers a lot because they should give us money. I still money have that we love them. free... That you should check and make sure that didn't expire. I used mine. Oh, damn. And only if once you sign up, it's only twenty five minutes that you can use. But it, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, they uh, so uh, I don't even know if it still works. But I I was on Twitter and rallies posted a thing that if you texted a number, they'd send you a coupon for a free Big Buford. And so I and that number is two one six four three eight ten seventy seven. And and you all did it, and that worked. No, I did it, and it worked. So then oh, I told yeah, them, that's right. I and I said, text. text you have to text the word bold to this number. And then Horchy texts me back, bold. (laughs) (laughs) No, you dummy. Text the other number. Why? Just do it. And then it was like Christmas. And they'll, every once in a while now, they send you other things. I didn't bother. I just uh, had sex with Rally's parents. And and then you're in. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I texted that number and I had a very eventful night at the Holiday Inn. (laughs) 
Not me, because I'm tiny, meek, and uninteresting. And, and speaking <laughs> of unhealthy things, do you notice RJ? Oh, wow. Yeah. What a hottie. You know, yeah. Like real Was American. he? Did he do it for you? It's just okay, so Okay, Mary Bankill, RJ, Joe Camel, and Kiff. He didn't say his name was Joe Camel. He just said it was Joe. Yeah, he did. Joe. just Joe. They didn't Joe. say Joe Camel? They just no, said they just Joe. said Joe. Really? And he had an antenna on top of his head. To make him an alien, so it wasn't just a talking camel. Then. So how did he get to Mars? Who? How did how did I get to your house? What What do you mean? Who, how did he get how to did, Mars? Who? Which Joe. who? Joe, Joe the, Camel. The, um, did you also know, there was another part where they had like a whole bunch of like... Uh, oh, uh, practice, practice, practice. That's how um, you get to Mars, right? Several things that looked like part of what Joe's head was. I don't remember what part it was. Yeah, he had a little antenna mm-hmm. on his head. So yeah. he's like He's probably a an Martian alien. or an alien. And he's some alien. Something. That's that's how they yeah. that's how they explain having this Do you think cartoon character. He's an alien. But he was Martian like Campbell, pool at the jazz club. And that was uh And the kids love him. Uh, is he still a thing? Oh, no. Smoke. No. Well, I, I haven't smoked in like fifteen years, so now when I see cigarettes at the store, I just Teenagers think, how do people even pretty afford that fucking habit? But, like, I, I mean, I collected so much camel cash when Me I was too. a young smoker. And Marlboro Miles. And I probably still have a bunch of, you like, could buy a great Zippo right lighters now. lying around the house that just hidden in various places. In Cincinnati, there is a collection. Someone has a collection of camel is it at the Creation got- Museum? No, that would be great, but it's not. It's actually in a hotel in downtown Cincinnati. Um, and you can go and you can see oh, camel it. merchandise. It's all camel merchandise from the very beginning to the like very end, and it's all Joe Camel. It's crazy. That had some of that stuff that up. is crazy. There's actual like dolls, you know, like children's dolls that they gave. These out. are these are Joe Camel microphones we're using right now. That they had yeah. to be Quality. like an estate they're, they're sale, refreshing and smooth. Like out, like somebody was just like, it's an art hotel. It's an art hotel. It's called Twenty One C. There, just plug them. Give me a free night, guys. I only smoke Chatterton cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nazi doctor Leo Spachemin. <laughs> I want them to know. <laughs> I, I love that character so much. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, that show. How about poor Kiff trying to smoke? That was sad. <laughs> felt I, bad for him. I, like, felt sick when he got sick because I remember, like, being a kid and have you ever done that? Yeah, and like oh, it's the worst. When you got like nauseous from smoking. No, and... smoking out of the wrong. Oh yeah, end. or that. Yeah. Oh, that's not good either. Done that that's a lot painful. Of times. And then and then RJ's like, you're pathetic. <laughs> Poor kid. It, you know what yeah. was weird is seeing a character. I know it's a primetime show or whatever. I, I mean, it's, I guess shows still do that if it's like a primetime show. But just seeing a character smoke that much, like on a cartoon. I mean, you just didn't really see that. I uh, know. You know what? I guess uh, Petty you don't and Selma smoked all the time. Who? Petty and Selma. Oh, like yeah. They're well, always yeah. chain smoke. Is, um, I, we've talked about this before. And so now it's a second, second time it's come up on the show. They were just going to town on bugs. They were eating bugs. Did that happen on a different episode? It, it happened episode on something. And I, it made me wonder again, like at, at some point, Insect protein is going to become like a viable source of oh, food. Oh yeah! After we, um, what will it? Take? All the pollinators are dead, and all the can't grow vegetables anymore. And yeah, yeah we're going to be eating like roach steaks and stuff. Oh yeah. So a, have like you ever on that eaten bugs movie, before on purpose? I'm not talking about like the seven spiders you swallow every year in your sleep, but like, like here's some Awaken Cricket tacos. You ever gotten into that? 
I've only had them in candy form, you know, oh, like, like, okay. like encased in chocolate yeah. or but like a still, lollipop. But there's still bugs. There's still a bug. But the best was when I ate the worm in a mezcal bottle. Oh, I've never that done can't that. be good. No, did it, did it's it fuck not. You up? I don't recommend it, especially if you haven't eaten dinner and you choose to eat the worm in a mezcal. Well, did you yeah. drink so the it, it rest works, of the right? bottle really, like... to get to the worm? No, was no, no, just... no, no, no. It was like whoever, you know, it's like in the bar, whoever yeah. gets to the end, it's yours. And yeah. I saw it and I was like, I want that. Uh-oh. I couldn't do it. Bad no move. No way I ate a worm. Bad move. It was delicious. Really? Well, well okay. Oh, so yeah, what, I guess, it just I tasted mean, like, yeah, like liquor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then what were the after effects? Um, pretty lurid. Kind of like Kiff, actually, after he smoked, pretty Uh-oh. much. Yeah. Turned that, yellow. Oh, I thought you good. were going to say, because, um, I mean, is that is that a, a urban legend that when you drink it, it gets yeah. you super drunk? Or? Yeah, I think. Well, I was... It's hard to say because I had been drinking. Was our, yeah. But I did definitely get sick. Yeah. Like within an hour. Um, so. That, well. I think the whole. It, still worth it. The whole <laughs> no, thing about that is No, I think if anything, just like, for, for being able to say you did it. Exactly. Yeah. Won't do it again, but I did it. There's a, somewhere in my basement, I have a jar. Not a jar, it's a bottle of uh, Okinawan rice whiskey that has a dead rattlesnake inside it. And it's like this thing. Wow. That that is drunk over in various and we're, parts we're of how Asia. many episodes into this podcast and you have not pulled that out? <laughs> yeah, I might That's be able to. What find are you waiting for? Can well, we the, go get it? And you should show it. that to every guest when they walk in. Like, check this out. The, the problem and is, and then like a once a, you a black light like skeleton <laughs> behind you, like <laughs> once you open it up, you you have to drink all of it because the snake will start to rot. I mean, like it basically the rice wine preserves it. Um. You know, because it's pickling it, but yeah. once it gets exposed to air, it starts to Are you disintegrate. Supposed to eat it though? Is that no? You're it? supposed to drink the whiskey because it gives you boners. Apparently, there's a uh, lot of stuff like that in Asia, as I understand. Tiger. That has been my opposite experience with whiskey of any kind. <laughs> this is rice whiskey, so gluten free. Number one, mm-hmm. um, it's also Asian. Mm-hmm. In this case, Okinawan, but I believe there's other cultures that also you know, have their, their snake whiskey and whatnot. They'll, they'll yeah. make it with scorpions and shit in it too. Like it's just, okay. um, but do they say you can't eat it? I don't think it would be very good. Let's get it. I, I'll it, eat it. No, it's not going to get opened. Oh, I need to save bummer. it for the zombie apocalypse because then I can like barter when guys run out of Cialis and Viagra, I can be like, I've got Okinawan boner whiskey and then sell it for, you know, Brains Pete's always thinking ahead. Or you yeah. got everything planned out. Drink it and then use the rattlesnake as a weapon and throw it at someone. I don't think it would work. I think, I mean, I think the snake itself is I'd, pretty disorder. I'd be terrified if somebody threw a rattlesnake at me, no matter if it was in a bottle of rice wine or not. Well, if it was in a bottle of rice wine, it would probably fucking hurt because you'd have a big bottle. That's not going to cause any boners. No, unless it hits it just in the right spot. You know, Speaking of boners, uh, Zoidberg took the liberty of fertilizing their caviar. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Was that in this episode? Yes. yes oh. That's just, like, and the look on the Wong's faces. Just the, just, that pause. Uh, <laughs> he was just so, chewing and then yes. just stopped. And then he chews again and then he stops again. It's just comedy gold. I, um, so I guess tying back to our, our fun problematic theme, the Wong's bought Mars from the native Martians for one bead. Uh, which is, I think, you know, going back to the apocryphal story of the Dutch buying the island of Manhattan 
from the natives for $25 in beads and whatnot. Uh, number one, has that ever been actually proven? That sounds like a kind of urban legend sort I've of thing. I've never even heard that before. You've never heard that story? Nope. That's like a frequent topic in, in various and sundry bathroom readers, Tom. Like, you should have learned that years ago. All I remember is that the Louisiana Purchase wasn't as great as that Thomas Jefferson thought it was going to be. That's true. I know, because they got Boca Raton in it. And who wants to go there? Right. Yeah. Wolf Cola. Wh- what? what? <laughs> Never mind. That is, is that a like, totally is different inside re- joke. That uh... it's a it's always sunny reference. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, has Kif? Dis- Don't be sorry about it. Sunny <laughs> has Kif displayed his camouflage reflex before? I don't think so. I was like, I feel like it's the first time. I think this is the first time. But I like his quote when he's like all worried and he says, oh, odds and Bogdans. <laughs> odds and Bogdans. Yeah, what does that mean? British people say it. It means, um, it's like instead of saying, um, like, it's like H-E double hockey sticks. Oh. So what you're, I wrote it down. Gods and Bodkins is like, it's like God's body. Huh. But you can't say God's body. God, I hate this thing. Sorry. Or you can't say God's wounds. You say zwoons. These are old contractions. Wow, I'm really showing my 19th century history here. I mean, (laughs) is it like P's and Q's or? No, that's not pints and quarts. You can't say God, so you have to say odds and bodkins because it sounds like God's body. But that's a really shitty curse, too. Well, it's old timey. Yeah, but. I mean, what's, uh, oh, like there's a lot of really good old timey insults and things and leave it to the British to fuck it up. My, you know, my favorite is calling someone an onion cutter. (laughs) That one's really good. Um, deep cut. There's one, uh, Bill Squire has, uh, has a, a bit about that. Where old timey insults. Yeah. Old timey insults where it's just like after a while, like they, those words stop meaning things. And I think, he, like, the one that he uses to illustrate the point is slubber to gullion. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how that would put together. Like, it's more syllables than you'd need to just be like, oh, shit. Or even, oh, fiddlesticks. But, but Oggs and Bodkins. Oggs and, and Bodkins, yeah. That's, uh... That, uh it's perfect for Kiff, though. It's such a, like... Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, I want him to a Nancy like way yeah. to. Yeah, it's a very yeah. yes. And then you, what about when she's like, "Oh, do you need a tissue? I'll go get it from your tote." Because <laughs> he's, he's crying. Brittany, do you think Kiff is cool? Do you like no. him? No, no, I don't think, understand why Amy. Oh, I, okay. I was going to ask likes you that, him so and much, I, and I don't understand why she just thinks everything's going to be okay too. Like you know, oh, like they're going to love you. Or? Like oh, okay. You know, yeah. like she tells it, like they're going to love you and stuff. I, I think maybe she's, she's just, just an asshole. She's, she's maybe like, she's just boosting his confidence because she knows that he's all bummed about it. Yeah, that makes sense. I just pictured <clears> her being uh, more more malicious and just like, just on a subconscious level, just like, because uh, she's selfish, you know, and just like, uh, like this will be entertaining to me if, you know. But, but that, also, that can't be true because she does like him a lot. She's so. kind of stupid, too. Oh, yeah, but there's so that. So you guys have gone that, over that. Yeah. yeah. I, and clumsy. Yeah. But yeah. not scholastically, though. She's not stupid scholastically. She's book smart. She's just not. She's yeah. also rich, like like been filthy rich her entire life. So she's. What's my excuse for being stupid? Your parents convince you were filthy rich. 
I I was wondering about this like I this is like a spoiler for another show. How about this? I won't say what show it is on mic. I'm going to I'm going to pause this for 1 second. So there's there's this other show and I'll avoid the spoiler alert by not telling you what show it is. But there's a character who's kind of a uh scumbaggy type guy. And he hooks up with like a really, really smart Asian chick who has really, really rich parents. And she keeps bugging him and bugging him and bugging him to go to dinner with them. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. He finally does it. So then the parents come and the only thing they can do is start offering him money to not date their daughter anymore. Like they're just like, we'll give you $5,000 to stop seeing her. We'll give you $10,000. And so he backs out at like 10 grand and the parents leave. And then later on, she comes back and she's like, I told you to hold out for 15. So like, I feel like Amy is kind of in this same boat where she's just like, it's okay that my parents don't like you because if they did, and well, she, she, I mean, she that. says it, she says it, end, if they yeah. did, I would check out. But yeah. like, like she genuinely seems to like him and maybe because he's not, well, number one, she's demonstrated um, in her sex positive way, an affinity for like weird others. Like there's the episode where she goes off with the super intelligent cloud and stuff like that. And then she dates Fry, and Fry for a while. and But um, with Kiff, like, she really seems to like him because he's just a nice guy and he's not an alpha. He's not some weird macho creep. Um, you know, it's almost like, what, uh, what's the, the, uh, the time frame between this and Frasier? Because Kiff is basically Niles. I don't know. When did Frasier come out? 1983? <laughs> no. I feel like... This is like towards the end of Frasier. But they they would have been contemporaries, right? Well, I mean, right? every yeah, everyone knows who, yeah. Okay, I like even the portrayal is kind of like David Hyde Pierce, and Fry is a lot like Eddie, a little the bit. Dog. <laughs> uh, as an aside, just got back from Seattle. Not one restaurant had tossed salads and scrambled eggs on the menu together. It's fucking bullshit. What does that have to do with this episode? It doesn't. It doesn't. It has to do with the shortcomings of the Pacific Northwest. Oh. Did you see the park bench that they have the Kurt Cobain statue on? No. No. What? But I saw that Kiff has a new suit. New? I don't know. When when Kiff goes cattle wrestling, he's got like a full-on, like super embroidered nudie suit, and he's ready to go. Except he needs a neckerchief from Mrs. Wong. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like he'd carry that around in his tote. I do really like how much Zoidberg really wants to be a part of the Wong family. Yeah, he won't let it go. Because they're super rich. And he's super poor. What about when he's on the golf cart, the hover golf cart? And just like, he probably crashed it right after that off camera. Just collateral damage from the Zoidberg. And Professor's only like lines in this are about um, suing for mental anguish and then... (laughs) Making Leela Bender and Fry go because someone's gonna die on the mission, which was great. He's just like you. You're all disposable. Um, so the stand, sandstorm comes. Well, I, before that, just mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Um, does Mrs. Wong have a pot leaf on her hat? Yes. I have that question too. Do you know I for sure? That? Yes. Uh, in the Mars University episode, they say it was things were planted. Normal college stuff. It was like something. Uh, ivy trees and hemp. Mm. So, and then the 
from there they terraformed Mars. So hemp was a big thing to terraform because it was it started Mars University is what started the Mars. One. Yeah. Like, oh, the whole colonization. And right. Everything. Yeah. They actually show it briefly when the storm comes right. through at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The sandstorm when it blows over. So that is a pot leaf. Yes, it is a pot leaf. But is leaf. that like their school symbol kind of thing? Who I don't knows? think no. so. What Mars University? What's their lo- their uh, slogan? Fear, fear, knowledge brings, brings fear. fear. Yeah. So. <laughs> so good. Um. But the the whole sandstorm, that noise is a bunch of the actors. Actually, probably Billy West and um, John DiMaggio doing throat. Oh, he's doing like the uh, Tibetan monk. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with the bugalo is Billy West just doing like. Clicking? Yeah, like yeah. clicking and everything you could do. Guys, amazing. What about the spider horses? Oh, <laughs> like, oh man. The spiders from Mars. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I can't believe I... Oh, man. <laughs> but were they from Mars or were they brought to Mars? I don't know. I like to think that they're I spiders they're from Mars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they went somewhere else, they would have been spiders Well, they get a pass. How great would it have been if there was, like, some little David Bowie reference in that episode? Like, I think... Other I, than that... I think she just brought it up. I mean, yeah. other than that, like, <laughs> not direct, but... Or, we should get Brittany on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she knows all those David Bowie references. Oh, I, I, I would be too worried the spider would, you know... Be a spider. Lila liked him. She pet him. She's like, nice coat. Yeah, little, yeah. Little, like the hair. Oh, thick. The little hairs. Yeah. Yeah. My note says, ha, spiders are horses. <laughs> <laughs> was was Fry being unable to see the giant mountain just Fry being dumb, or is that a callback to something else? No, that was just him being like, Fry. what? Huh? It was like being a dumb tourist. Where? You know, like when <laughs> you go, have you ever been on a group tour with a bunch of noisy Americans? Uh, and the tour guide goes in there, and they're like, "What's she pointing at? What?" I, I've avoided I those with my entire being, as well. You should. It's mostly because I hate amblers and moziers, and if I can't extend my legs in a full stride when I'm trying to walk somewhere, which is, I mean, just in the airport or whatever, like it mm-hmm. makes me want to punch people. You so, should just ride a spider. Well, being amblers a, and moziers. What did you just call me? Was that an old timey insult? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody who's just. Lollygagging around, moseying, like in the grocery store, you hit that. Yeah, I was at the grocery store, a bunch of amblers and moseyers. It's the worst. It's can the I, worst. Can I read you the like note on Infosphere about the goof about the uh, Olympus Mons yeah. on yeah. Mars? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> While Olympus Mons is the tallest volcano in the solar system, it is actually has a very slight slope and doesn't look like a normal Earth mountain. If one is on or close to it, Climbing Olympus Mons would be most similar to walking up a very slightly inclined plane. Furthermore, Olympus Mons is roughly spherical in footprint, but some 350 miles in diameter. Even if the climb would be essential, a flat trail, it would be over, take over a week or even a fit hiker. Uh, disregard breathing the uh, unbreathable Martin ass uh, atmosphere uh, and low gravity. Martin blah, blah, blah. ass? Yes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, so somebody just claiming about how that is just so scientifically inaccurate. Wow. That's what I want and to then, see from Futurama that's fans. That's my job. Down the Wikipedia. Then there's notes after that that says... Like the it mountain, to it? Yes. The mountain does have a fairly steep encarcement around part of the edge of the volcano shield. This is in place up to five miles high. 
This feature would be recognizable as a mountain flank and by itself about as tall as the tallest mountain on earth. And then this issue was addressed in the episode as an inside joke. <laughs> it was addressed in the episode? It's apparently just an inside joke, joke oh. between the writers oh. about that. How it's that, not like that. The, but it's just like, I hate nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. No, that's, that's what I want for my future. I'm also a great pixie song. Sure. Also, I don't think it's um, scientifically feasible to get the bugalo out of that <laughs> volcano the way they did. Oh, yeah, no. They, <laughs> Kim say that Unless it was some kind of c- compression bomb, but they said dynamite. I, oh, Bender, was, uh, Bender did, didn't he? Yeah, no, no it was... He it was used, Kiff. He said that he had... Oh, that's right. He had blown. done it to... Um, oh, shit. I remember... Oh, before that, though. Well, while you're looking at that, we missed the Ejecting whole... Ejecting chickens from a sand dune. Yes. Yes. The whole ghost stories where oh, Bender was telling story, yeah. the uh, story about yeah. the Windows logo. And Fry knows all of them and then gets into the one that ends with the libertarian zombie maniac. It is a demented, knife-wheeling, escaped lunatic libertarian zombie mutant snuck oh. up. And and then Amy shows up. Ah. To give him a kiss? Lame. They're still throwing digs at that third party at this point. Aren't they? Is that what all of these libertarian jokes are? Because there's been a few other ones, or the third party jokes. Yeah, because this would back, have... back then it was like a like the third party was like where yeah it was... all the uninformed voters wanted to go vote. Well, but now they just no, vote Republican. Still... This is the in the wake of of Nader, uh, Nader yeah, in two thousand. So I, and he wasn't even libertarian. No, who I threw my uh, vote away on when I was eighteen. Thank well, you. You're, you're, Which is why I kind of. Hey, he invented seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really invent seatbelts. No, go with it. They'll, maybe they'll add it to the Wikipedia page. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I heard it on the internet. Must be true. <laughs> um, I also like uh, when uh, Kiff and Amy are laying out later, and she's asking him. Yeah, he starts talking about how tough he's feeling and manly. He's <laughs> I got like, blisters. Like, I'm spitting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not telling anyone about my feelings. But you're still having them, right? <laughs> yes, but I keep them inside until I can write them down in my diary later. And then he thinks they might have just made love. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's from the adorable. It's adorable. Okay. From God the damn it. Sorry. Well, what, so wouldn't that... There isn't... <sighs> Uh, maybe maybe this isn't the case, but when they were on the planet of the Amazonians, didn't they take advantage of him, or was he able to successfully escape them all? I'm pretty sure he was on the ceiling most of the time. Well, maybe he like he just got out from under one and then scrambled up there, because by the time by the time they even went in to look, like Fry and Zap are already just beaten to a pulp. <laughs> That's true. So I I mean you would think he'd kind of understand the mechanics, or maybe. He just functioned mechanically in a way that was satisfying to the Amazonians without really scratching his own itches. That's true. Because you don't even know yet how Kiff... Um, He's a series repro- of bladders. And- but you don't know how he pre- reproduces yet. I don't know that. Oh. Do I find out? Yes, yes we find out. Yes, you do. Okay. I'll take your right word Right now, it. when we tell you, so... No! <laughs> Let me just say, if you think who the father is, you're not gonna guess. Why did you do that? <laughs> Is it like a Mork and Mindy situation? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They adopt an old comedic actor <laughs> <laughs> out of an egg in a giant egg. Do you, you, I mean, do you remember that that egg came out of Robin Williams's chest? 
No, I don't remember no. that really. Did yeah, it? like he, it, it. I mean, they didn't really show it. It was all sort of like, go, oh look, I'm pregnant. I definitely saw that, but I don't remember. And then he had to like, you know, hibernate and sit on it and stuff, and then it just got bigger and bigger until it would fit a Jonathan Winters in it. <laughs> There's also an episode where Fry sits an egg, on an egg for a while too. Wow. It just it all comes back around. Have you ever sat on an egg before? Mm-hmm. Is it nice? I'm just saying, like, I'm serious. We could maybe start a thing. Is it? It did not turn into a chicken. What was it? A chicken egg? I don't know. What happened to it? I scrambled it up. That's mean. Maybe our butts are too hot for chicken eggs. Amy gets kidnapped. That's what happens next. That's that's what's coming well, up. No, no, no what happens? No, that sound yeah. is the barbecue's over sound. <laughs> so yeah, Kiff. So Kiff attended a seminar in ejecting chickens from a sand dune. Yes. Lots of questions about that that we but, never get any answers no. for. And that's the point. My next note: Native Martians. Okay. Also problematic. Can I bring up? But something? to be fair, Horchi, that's how you get ants out of an anthill. Correct. What is it? Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> you blow them all up, and they all. Fly yeah, but out. you have to have a license, uh, uh, Ohio Pest Control license for that dynamite. It's a <laughs> little tiny ant. What are these dynamite. dynamites for ants? We use Tom. We, <laughs> we use compression grenades. Dynamite. What is this? The, I the thought 40s? you were just supposed to pee into the little hole in the ant hill. Oh, I thought you you just molded plastic explosives into little, little tiny, tiny ants. Four. <laughs> little girl ants. <laughs> Dresses. <laughs> That's some Looney Tunes stuff. That's you catch all pests. <laughs> you mold plastic explosives into the female version what of if, that pest. What if I showed up to, because we, we catch animals now too, what if I showed up and just did a Bill Murray accent the whole time? Just, <laughs> oh, please. I have, to, I have to start. Have I have to, to do, do that once, right? Once, at, least. at least. And like. No, I should do it until someone how gets ma- it. Yeah. How many like- how many people that you work for, not the company you work for, but like your customers would actually get it? Customers? Uh, it's a lot of uh, older people that would not get it. That's it would take a while. Until you're <laughs> uh, pest controlling Bill Murray. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get some guy who's like, that uh, that exterminator sounds a lot like the caddy at the, uh, at the country club. Because that guy's probably doing it to him, too. And he's probably got a whole, like, fleet of people that talk to him like Carl and doesn't even realize it because he's just he's never seen Caddyshack. What, one of my uh, customers is um, the guy from... Oh, shit, I can't remember. Who was the, who was the, the bad guy? And then he was on that TV show. <laughs> Oh, no, man, from Caddyshack, the bad guy. The guy uh, that was the Ted villain. Knight? Yeah, what was the TV show he was on? Too Close for Comfort? That was No, he wasn't on Too Close for Comfort. Phenom? The, the Mary Tyler Moore show? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And Too Close for Comfort? I don't remember Too Close for Comfort. Well. well that's their point. Wait, 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 wait. With Jim J. Bullock, you don't remember Too Close for Comfort? Who's Jim J. Bullock? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, Sorry, I'm, I've just caught up to Empty Nest. I'm... Uh, Jim J. Bullock was like the gayest man on television who wasn't gay. He was a confirmed bachelor for yeah. years. Four years. On what show? Too Close for Comfort. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then he hosted a talk show with Tammy Faye Baker. No. Yeah, the guy. No, that's not the same guy. Who? He wasn't. What? 
He was like the Paul Lind of the 80s, right? I know you're talking about. That's not... Even even more Paul Lind than Paul Lind. There we... weren't any ascots involved. Are we talking about Rodney Dangerfield? No, he's no. dead. <laughs> Are you talking about the show with Valerie Bertinelli? No, like that's one day at a time. Hot for yeah. Cleveland? Yeah, but they had the... <laughs> The, the guy that you're like, even as a little kid, I'm like, that guy, he's, you know. So you're, you, I mean, you're not even capturing the part where I, I've pitched a TV show to, to before with our friends Barrett and Brock Close, their brothers, and they just bought a house where they live together and they have like a rental unit and they would rent the unit to Jim J. Bullock and they could still call the show Too Close for Comfort, but they'd use the letter two or the number two instead mm-hmm. of the word two. Mm-hmm. And it would be about the two close brothers with Jim J. Bullock, and they'd get into all kinds of hijinks. Nobody picked it up. This is a tragedy. I'm, I'm looking this guy up to see if it's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you don't know off the top of your head. He was the center square for like 100 years on Hollywood nope. Squares. Nope. Thinking of somebody else. Oh, my God. Tom, am I crazy? He, I, everybody's looking at their devices I'm instead not. of engaging. And you're just, well, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. He, he was a major television personality for easily oh, yeah, okay. 15 yeah, to 20 that. years. Let me see. There was an episode. Those aren't, those aren't good pictures of him, but he, I remember him being on the show. There was an episode where um, I remember as a little kid and he was talking about uh, the, the porn magazines he would read. And, uh, I like I am I am like 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 eight and I'm like that guy doesn't doesn't look at girls like you know he's just <laughs> new as like a little kid I'm like he doesn't you know he talks like the priest at church <laughs> yeah Jeez. yeah wait this no this one's good trying to get him but th- there's like a better younger picture of him oh yeah yeah that and guy yeah name, that guy the name of the magazine was like flesh pot or something like that oh that's that can't be right um what do you mean that was the that was the what you know. Fine, I I had to make a note here that Zap is the worst uh, again because he is. I, I he all of his sort of redemption that had come. Brittany, do you like Zap Brannigan? Zap Brannigan is the best thing about this show. Why? I well, Pete's just saying he's Zap. an asshole. He's not. Oh, saying, like, he's oh, like okay. an unredeemable as, as part of his character. Like yeah, yeah, but that's why it's great. But he's one of your favorites. Oh my god! In this episode, he has so many great lines. Oh yeah, yeah, so many great. I am the man. That's one of the best. With no yeah. name. That's uh, Zap Brannigan. Yeah, that, I feel like I feel like if people are gonna use a soundbite for Zap, that's in the top like five. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm really Just happy then. That, yeah, that I had this episode because he's by far my favorite character. I I see. That's not an unpopular opinion. That's, I mean, it's pretty common, and that's fine. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard Pete say to someone. That's a, <laughs> that's a compliment from Pete. But but it's something Thank where you, he's like you, the characters on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are theoretically more reprehensible than Zap, but somehow maybe not Dennis and maybe not D, but like Mac and Charlie are like at least the same caliber of as, asshole as Zap, and have the same level of like non self awareness. But there's something about them that there's like a sweetness that still makes them likable. Am I, yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going so far out on the weeds on this to just like no, reiterate Z- for Zap's the 700th like a, time like that I Larry don't like David. Zap He's and he like... should have been played by Phil Hartman. Rest in peace. What about when, uh, oh, what does he say? He says like, uh, oh, I didn't real. oh, when Betsy comes up and he's like, God, Betsy won't leave me alone, the bugaloo or bugaloo. And, uh, electric to yeah, bugaloo. He's like, uh, 
oh, I didn't know you're bringing your girlfriend, Lieutenant. And he's cracking up at his joke. And then she's like, she won't leave me alone. Oh, no, I mean, your wife. And then, uh, the, and then the silence, the tumbleweed. Was, yeah, that was great. I love a good tumbleweed. Yeah. Tumbleweeds are pretty good. Have you ever seen them in real life? Yep. It's Wait, there's that really happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't been in the desert. West. No, it's... It's weird. I, the first time I saw one, I was I had a moment of like, like, oh, it's like a postcard or a cartoon, yeah. like an authentic authenticity. That you, like you you've, never, you've like, never been a guest on this podcast. Tumbleweeds roll by a lot oh, when we're do. taping this. That's just that's cat hair <laughs> <laughs> and probably some cat feces mixed in with the cat hair. Do I know a band called the Tumbleweeds? Is that a thing? Probably. It sounds nice and pedestrian. I can't remember if that's a fictional band from like a TV show. Sounds or... like an Americana band. Oh, I mean, if if there is one, that's it's probably what it is. What it is. Mm-hmm. Or kids band. Um, like, like a high school a, band. No, like a children's oh. band. Like, oh. like the what? It just woozle? No. I, um, they sound like a bluegrass jam band. I'm just gonna put that out there. Kids bop. I love kids bop. That's pretty awful. I spent more time with that than I'd care to. Uh, like kids' bop. You know, you know. Uh, does anybody ever remember? Uh, and, and then, and then, kind of feel terrible, but then at least for knowing Jim J. Bullock, and then not remembering no, 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 who he is. But, but uh, and then think like, well, at least that's not a thing anymore. That when we were kids, that there were. Um, I, don't, I just, okay. I remember when what, I was a no, kid. No, just say it, please, because I need to know what this is. You're, you're, you're stalling. What, what, say it. What happens when you do that? Now I'm going to forget what I was going to say, and I'll start talking about something else. Uh, uh, that um, I, peers that I was you know, friends with would um, listen to, there was a series Wait, of, you had a friend named Piers? Like Piers Peer, Morgan? Piers. Piers uh, Brosnan? Piers Anthony? There was a, a collection of... Um, Gwendolyn mentally, Pierce? mentally challenged children singing. Do you guys remember this? And like, oh yeah, it was like um, a thing. And the then kids like of Whitney High, yeah, yes, kids of Whitney High. And then they did a split with uh, every girl was my girlfriend. Yeah, and like people would listen to it and like make fun of it, like as a would they? Isn't that kind of what Daniel Johnston's whole career is? Who? Daniel Johnston. Who's that? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like a broken record this this week, but. He's Daniel Johnson. Yeah, well, you can't just sit there and act like you don't know either and, you know, put me on the spot. Do you know who Daniel Johnson is, Brittany? It's so fun to just watch you guys. The wheels just spin. They don't really spin, though. It's like like hitting a a patch of slick (laughs) asphalt with bad tires. That's great. Okay. He's still around as far as I I know, but Mm -hmm. Daniel Johnson was basically this outsider artist. like severely mentally ill guy who kind of had a bunch of breakdowns and then started writing arguably um, brilliant pop songs, but all recorded in a very lo-fi manner, all very like idiot savant kind of things. So people like Kurt Cobain and the Melvins and the butthole surfers, he was from Austin, Texas, Um, you know, in the, early to mid nineties, he was sort of championed as like this Wesley Willis type character. Yeah, he would tour with, I remember Sonic. Wesley Willis, like Sonic youth and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, he was, but he was, um, he's, he was not well, 
And it's it's exactly one. Of, it's almost like a whack pack kind of thing where it's just like, okay, is he really talented in doing these things, or are people just humoring him because it's crazy, or or what? But like, there was a documentary about him, and at one point, like him and his father were flying in a little like propeller plane, and he had a breakdown and took the keys out of the ignition of the plane and threw them out the window while they were in the air. They ended up surviving. Like, I think he was able to land and, and everything, but like, the, it's that kind of guy. And I can't believe I've stumped you on like two pop culture things because it's not like we were swimming in different pools, really. I know. Is yeah. That, is that him? Uh, no. No. I He's, feel like that is a very unsafe thing for planes to just have keys that you can just pull out of the yeah, ignition yeah, throw up sure. the window like, I, I can't even you take can't do that on a car no <laughs> you have to be in park and stop for the for the thing to even turn oh i pushed the wings fall off button again sorry i mean Sestima, the wing ejector button sestimas must just be like those keys are really no one much. would ever do this daniel j johnson johnston vilbrats <laughs> I, I can't, I'm going to get there before you do even. This is. Did you notice the reference when Zap threw the slurm can on the ground? Oh, so good. And, and the, the tears? The tears. Did you know that um, the guy in that commercial. Is not Native American. Yeah, that was actually, <laughs> no. that was recently an episode of the dollop. I mean, I knew that before, but yeah. like, the history of the whole thing where like the world's most famous Native American actor was Italian. Yep. And, pl- and just went. Like deep undercover for fifty years, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, Did you guys notice that the natives say "feh"? Yeah. yeah, I was. That was weird. It was super out of place. Well, it, it wouldn't be weird if they were like Yiddish. It, yeah, it's Yiddish. But that's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that was like from out of nowhere. Like I don't. Why do you think there was a really? I don't know if it was a really bizarre. random joke or maybe it's an inside joke. I don't it, know. It's got. It, it might be because they were very. They're, the whole thing was almost a little bit of a mixture of Native American and okay. like a Do you think Jewish nowadays you like, call it a mashup. No, I totally agree because later on he makes that jokes with cash like this. Who's going to argue? Right, nobody. Uh, that's who. That's like a. It's Billy West up, yeah. almost doing a combination of like a Native American and a Zoidberg type. Because mm-hmm. uh, when the, when the chief first speaks, it's almost like a like. A Z, uh, Harold Zoid type, mm-hmm. the way he's going to speak, but then he, he has that whole, yeah. like... There's, we skipped something. This is a, uh, a procedural thing. I don't know. Thing. Daniel Johnson, that uh, gay guy from the 80s show, I think we covered everything. I don't <laughs> yeah. think we've, I don't think we've <laughs> no, skipped no, 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 anything wait. in pop culture da- tonight. <laughs> Daniel Johnson wasn't a gay guy on a TV show. Jim J. I said Bullock. two separate separate things. No, you did Two there's, separate there's, things. There's no comma in there. You just there is shoved it me, all together. I think you'd need a proofreader. The Great Stone Face of Mars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say that the the Great Stone Ass of Mars is on the other side of the planet. That makes sense. Yep. The, the, the planet would extend across the whole thing as an elementary canal. But then they uncover the rest of the body with the Great Stone uh, Face oh, yeah, of totally. Mars. So, uh, yeah. so Everybody's going back 10 minutes ago and unlaughing at that joke. Who, wow. No, on. I'm wondering about but, how that, like. Your mind is interesting. Baby got back then. If that ass goes all the way down <laughs> through the planet, I mean that's just, that, uh, that's one possible. Like, like I was trying to figure it out because boom. I was I was thinking like 
it would be more like a snake where the face is here and the mouth is open and then the butthole would be on the other side. No, it all straight it all, back. But in this case it goes down and then all the way out across the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, that makes just, sense. Uh bang. I, I, you, I don't, you just blew my mind, Tom, with your knowledge uh, of Mars. Speaking Martians. of how much <laughs> how much you like uh Zap Brittany. Yes. Um, I think my favorite. Even, <laughs> Speaking even of more, much, you like ass, <laughs> <laughs> even more than uh, uh, the I'm the man with no name, and it wasn't even zap as much. Like it was funny, but then the the Martian uh, when he's like, you know, I'm I'm the great leader, so and so, and he's like, I'm Zap Brannigan. Take me to your leader, and then moving, moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so the be- delivery on that was just it, mo- moving, just. You know, yeah. his his best line of the entire episode comes later when he's like, come on, Kiff, teenagers all smoke and they seem pretty on the ball. Oh, <laughs> don't be such a pipe? chicken. I said it earlier and yeah. I thought it was when he, Kiff no, was smoking No, it's later with the peace okay. pipe, yeah. But I still, like, uh, a lot of good zap lines in this. We're a people of law, no backsies. I, I've heard uh, the term backsies like a whole bunch lately. And it's well, like from all, you know, this was 17 years old. And I heard it on some other things. Like, is is that a real word? That was a thing that kids say when when you uh, yeah, tr- no, make a trade. No backsies. Yeah, no backsies. Huh? I like I'll trade you my Jello pudding thingy for yeah. your um and then nutty you were, bar. I mean, like, I, and to be clear, I understand what it meant. Mm-hmm. It's you just, heard it. You heard yeah, it. Yeah, it just it. I don't know. It I never weird. used that word. Well, you weren't allowed to. I said Bankskis. Bankskis? No Bankskis. Cynthia used to drink slurms. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why I was crying, not because he threw out trash. What's a monkey trumpet? Who says that? I forget. I forget who says it too, but they say, oh, monkey trumpets. Oh, that oh, was Kiff. Yeah. Yeah. That was another Kiff good... yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, it probably means. Is that British slang? Because no, he has to but uh, it's smoke probably... the peace pipe. Oh, yes, he's on the peace patch, though. Yeah. I thought that was uh, funny. But, yeah, they, they, they ask him to smoke the peace pipe, and he's like, oh, monkey trumpets, because he I don't smoke. I, 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 I feel like this is the one and only time in the entire series that Kiff, or Kiff, that Zap ever says something not Zappish when he, when, when you know, Kiff saves the day, and he's like, he's like, Croker, that was one Rannigan-esque move, and, like, there was no joke after he just, being he just yeah. I mean, he was being an asshole, like, you know, comparing him or, you know, to yeah. himself or whatever, but he genuinely was like, it was a backhanded compliment. Yeah, 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 exactly. But still, but not from comment was the nicest thing that he's ever said to anyone. Yeah. You know? Because the highest praise that Zap could give anyone would be to compare themselves yeah, yeah. to him. Yeah. So it is a backhanded compliment because who really wants that? But it's, I didn't catch it. That's a good, good I didn't well, either. obviously, Glob-iously. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about Jim J. Bullock. Gleesh. Have you guys talked about Amy's slang <laughs> before? Her slang, yeah, it yeah. came up early on, like, in the first, because they really tried to put it out there as, like, her beginning. kind of her only yeah. line yeah. in the first couple episodes. And then, um, so, like, you know, I think Pete probably asked about it, and then we said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a whole running okay. thing, you know. It's great. I like it. I, I like would, it, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. They'd be fun to come up with, yeah. you know. I would like to be in that meeting where you just sit there and because it has to be, you know, you have to use it sparingly, and then the longer it goes on, you just kind of get one every, every few. There's episodes, like a rule you know? to it too that they do. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I think. Oh, the great. way it is. I love rules. I do. A lot. I know you're you're a rule guy. And then guys, rules are all we have to fight off the chaos. It turns out that bead was a giant diamond. Right. So. 
how should I get into this now? I don't no, know. Should number you one, start and we'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, okay. If we, so I didn't have to talk about yeah, Ben. Actually, now I think about it. Bender is hardly in this episode. But when he is, it's so good because he's like, who's going to save us? Drunken trash can? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he just gets drunk at the party. I'm so. And, and then, and then uh, he I, didn't I, steal anything from the Wongs. Oh, no. He has one really good singer. Go ahead. Kiff, I, yeah, say it. Yeah. He says. Because <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I wrote it down and I missed it. Don't worry, Kiff. I'm sure some other beautiful rich girl will fall in love with you. <laughs> and his laugh, Bender. It is such a good Bender. Like, the, the way he delivers it, his laugh, just ha. Like, that's, for as much as I'm like, oh, I don't like when Bender is just like that raps, rascal or whatever, then there's moments like this where he's really good at it, and it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Okay. How did the native Martians not realize their giant bead was a diamond? Well, clearly they're not Jewish. Okay. That's established. Or maybe they no, are. I'm saying, like, if they were, they wouldn't know they it's a diamond, known. you know what I mean? But if the Wongs gave them the bead in exchange for Mars, oh. number one, it wouldn't be such a great deal. They gave them a giant diamond. Number two, the Wongs mm-hmm. would surely know that the giant but bead a was diamond. a giant diamond. Number three, yeah. when they started stealing their shit, the bugalo and whatnot, why wouldn't they say, yeah, it was one bead, but it's a giant diamond? It never came up. Like, like, how could the one? Could uh, the only yeah, thing you know possible? How, how things get lost through history and family stories. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's all that does. Kind of make sense. Actually, I never really thought of that. Yeah. That's good, I just thought about it point. now. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, yeah, they gave him this big diamond, but how could like nobody? You know, yeah. it. I mean, all three of those. Yeah, at least one of those should have. You know, who points? Does, who points out that it's a diamond? Like, I think Fry. I think it's Fry. Doesn't he go like it's a giant diamond? Like it's or coming something like in that? like it's like a 007 oh, and, uh, scene. Yeah. Another then, good Bender moment when he looks at it and he just oh, he's like, <laughs> he looks like he's gonna explode and oh, then he's just like you, oh. Chief. <laughs> I also um, did the Martians have a spaceship the entire time that they could have just taken off and gone somewhere? But yeah. what, they were gonna leave. They didn't want it was their home planet. You want the shitty neighbors to go, not like. Go because the you have shitty neighbors. But did they have Land a spaceship Steeler. the entire time? Yeah, they clearly. Had or maybe they then why didn't they know it was a diamond? Why didn't they go try to take the bead somewhere else? Well, they just thought it was a bead for some reason, which doesn't add up. It's I mean, a, it's a huge plot could, hole. Unless because their ancestors had no concept of property. Oh right. But they do. Yeah. Well, did they put it somewhere and like never look at it, or I mean, or do you think it just became a thing where it was just. They were angry for so many generations that they gave them this bead mm-hmm. that it didn't matter what it was and that it was just about getting their land back from you, the Wongs. Do you think they didn't know what diamonds were, that they were valuable? I mean, and, it still doesn't make up for the other two reasons. Do I don't know. Do you think and did the they... European settlers give the Native Americans beads. in America a giant diamond? No, they did give them beads, though. They, yeah. And because small the... po- po- pox blankets, right? And, uh, and you know how home? valuable those are a now, whole, guys. A whole number Stock of things. Stock rows in there was Tom bought my house for our friendship bracelet. Like, <laughs> like apparently there Full was of some smallpox. There's some kind of currency that the natives used that was the system of beads, but I don't know that it was but very elaborate. But it's not elaborate. even a bead. Do you guys know what makes a bead? It no. has to have a hole in it, right? So that you can put a string through it. That's what it. That what that's what makes a bead. Oh, a bead? what about a bead of sweat that does not have a hole in it to put a string <laughs> oh through? Uh. But anyway, 
It's usually not in that, you. like, you know, pointed shape, like it's going to be set in a princess cut Tiffany ring. This is, this what is it true. Like. But it could have had, like, yeah. a. Was that you know, a princess it cut? Been drawn through the top. I couldn't see the top of it, but I would assume <laughs> yes. Ask does, Bender. Is that because it has a crown on it? Like, what makes it a princess cut? Uh, it's just the shape on the top of it. It has, like, little sides, like, and then it's flat on the like top. Bevels? Bevels, yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure it was a princess diamond. That's, like, the most common diamond shape. Which ones involve the most blood as they're all, harvested? All of them. I love that movie, Inconceivable. The princess, princess diamond. diamond. Oh, Oh no! Wait, I was gonna make a Princess Diary. We were joke, starting but I don't to know talk about the Princess Diary. <laughs> we were starting to what talk about the movie. Is the Princess Diary the De Beers? Is it Diaries or Diary? Cartel. Tom, help me out. Princess Diaries. What? No. What? What is? What is that? What's that movie? Princess Diaries. Yeah. With who's in that? Anne Hathaway. Okay, that's what. Yeah, that's what. Julie about. Andrews. You like Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah. Oh no! That's Enough. Not who you said? What? Who did I? You said you had a crush on a celebrity. No, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. We were doing it was a Jim um, J. Bullock. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that was all him just playing coy. Okay. He didn't want to make his feelings. The truth too is known. out. <laughs> Who? Oh, I, well, I've never heard of that handsome all, guy. I pu- I open. I unlock my phone and it's already pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of pictures of him. I. Uh, I just, you know, once again, episode falls apart at the end. The, there's it's lazy writing sometimes. Not to mention, you have to like scroll through a couple seasons of Netflix to find this. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that that whole thing. You guys should talk about that for your. List. We've I know you have, but like times, maybe reiterate it yeah. because this we, one was especially. We wacko. go off of production yeah. um, order, and it's what the order is on the DVDs as they were released when they came out. So, and it's also listed on the Wikipedia page. What the production yep. order is, yes. so you can follow through that way. But yeah. is that the air order? No, those oh. are, no. those are different. And even Netflix, I think, doesn't necessarily follow the air order, does it? No, I think I think this technically was season four, episode six, as far as airing order, but it's season three, episode ten yeah. in production order, which wow. uh, it's on the volume three, like season three yeah. DVD, right after the next one. We use a spreadsheet to keep track of these things yes. because it's it, confusing. That's yeah. why we, I mean, for guests, we always tell them what episode the name of it is. Yes, we're, we're talking way. about, not yeah. where we're at. So most of our guests don't ever listen to the podcast. So it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. But it's people that <laughs> follow along and it's I like, do. wait, oh, whoops. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if. The problematic elements of this episode are enough to like. It had funny parts, but it really like. I don't know. Two thousand seventeen me is having a hard time digesting some of it. For me, it was nice to see Kiff be a hero in an episode. That part was fantastic, and and I think Amy genuinely has deep feelings for him, and to have her sort of like express that and be like. If nothing else, she was super supportive and like encouraging of him to be like, "No, I like you for who you are, and I don't care that it's not what my parents are looking for. Like, you're wonderful because you're you." And and she keeps reiterating that, and that's unusual, I think, because he is sort of a nebbishy guy. Or maybe maybe now that I say that, maybe this is all just some Woody Allen bullshit, and we can dismiss <laughs> the whole thing out of hand. 
Matt. Thoughts? It's, I don't know, it's a different episode. It's one of the only episodes in the entire series to, if anything, show Earth at all. Oh, good point. How do you mean? It's that nothing takes place on Earth. The beginning, the opening oh, credits take place in New, New York, Mar- and that's it. Okay. Everything else is on Mars. Oh, that was the other thing I was wondering about. It's it's my last note on here. No, it's not my last note, but almost. Um, what are the moons on Mars? Does Mars have moons? Yeah, they're how, small. How many? Two, I think. Is one of them lumpy? They're both lumpy, I thought. Okay. I Really, I have no idea. I'm just going off. I I mean, it, my memory. You sound like correct. I, I I had a game, a board game, when I was young about the solar system, and you. I Phobos and Deimos. Yeah. And they do look a little lumpy. So I guess They're I was sisters. wondering what they were. If those are supposed to be asteroids or something, but oh my gosh, look at those. Yeah. Those are some lumpy ass moons. Yeah, they are. Right, but that yeah, one that right. one looks kind of smooth. <laughs> the other one's got maybe a skin condition. Um. Then at the end, another like earthquake rumbling thing, and Kiff thinks that they made love again. Yeah. So it is. It, is Kiff a virgin? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm asking if his expression of sexual excitement involves vibration. I don't know. Doesn't yours? Uh, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Oscillation, maybe. <laughs> I mean, and and you could probably relate those back to the same. Oh, so sort you did of... the helicopter thing, oscillation. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, you need a goat, not not for any sort of penetrative thing, just for just support. to watch, <laughs> just for for support. <laughs> and then you to have get the thumbs up. <laughs> it has the look of the sheep after a hypnotoad. <laughs> you take the ropes and thread them through the pulley, and you tie them to the goat's horns. That's step one. I and really, this is this could be a whole other episode, so we we can we can move on from there. Um, I can't wait for your book to come out. It's gonna be fantastic. Thank you for guesting. Yeah, you were great. Thanks, you, man. Do you have um, like ways that you'd like people to find you on the internet or sure. things you'd like to talk about? I am an arts writer, and I write for the Can Journal. Yes, C A N, like can. like Andy Warhol. It's all about Campbell's paintings. No, it's the Collective Arts Network. Sorry. So it could be a number of different arts. Or we like is it a to make a lot of potty arts? jokes about reading the can on the can. See, bathroom I mean, readers. Just, yeah. But also we uh, are a quarterly magazine and our next edition comes out on May 19th and we're having a big issue release party at 78th Street Studios. Wait, In Cleveland, what do you, Ohio. What do you Google to, to read the articles? Canjournal.org. Okay. C-A-N-Journal.org. It's not about the, the German band? It is not, sorry. Has um, anyone ever written an article about them in I'm, it? In that, no. But I did write an article about Heather and Sarah Wax Madge Records. Do you mm-hmm. know them? Yep. Um, I mean, I know of them. I yeah. know who they are. So I have a feature in the next issue about um, their amazing vinyl creations. Wonderful. I follow their Instagram. Yeah. Uh, what were you cool. about to say about an event? at? Uh... Oh, it's at 78th Street Studios, May 19th, third Friday at Hedge Gallery. We'll have our new issue. What floor is that on? 
Oh my god, I don't. I'll know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, look, it and Every, for, this, uh, everyone will figure it it's out. It's on se- West Seventy Eighth Street yes. in Cleveland and Detroit, uh, Ohio. It's <laughs> a book your flight tickets w- now. Lake. Yes. It's not off of Detroit. It's off of Lake, and if, it's off of either one. No, it's not. It is uh, technically it's off Lake. Oh. It, doesn't, well, it doesn't go through to Detroit, so you just steered people into cracking. If you tell Good America job. Airlines that you're coming to Cleveland for this event, they will not throw you off the plane and pull you off the plane. Did you say United? America. Oh, I'm American. said American Airlines. No. They won't throw you. They off. won't. Uh, yeah. and, and United I mean, Airlines, you won't I, even be able to board. I don't know the address, but it'll be the only thing open on 78th Street at that time of night. Yeah, so you, you for, I mean, you can't uh, miss it. It's a huge, huge event. Oh, Third yeah? Fridays. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. art yeah. party. The whole building is open with openings, and we'll be in one section. So I thought you were saying it's that two marks was... past the hooker with one leg. Exactly. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> If if you were on Detroit in seventy eighth, you wouldn't be wrong. Clearly. And if you uh, uh, see the hooker with three legs, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. Yes. <laughs> you take, you take a left when you get to the hooker in the foot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of fork in the road joke. Oh my god! What if she has? Uh, well, that could be a number of things. Uh, oh man, that sounds like it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anyways, yeah. Uh, any other uh, internet Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at Mariel Britt, M A R I E L B R I T T, and we're also Can Journal at Can Journal on Instagram. Perfect. And Twitter and everything else. Cool. Cool. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank uh, you. We can be found at Slurmcast.com and at Facebook and at Twitter. Slurmcast Pod on Twitter, Slurmcast Pod on Instagram. Uh, you can be emailed at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. You can phone us or message us via textual means. Do people at, actually, I mean, I've heard your messages, right? Yeah. So people, you should tell people that they should call that number at least. We do message. all we the do time. We do every single episode, and, and only John K calls us. And still? Yeah. yeah. And Lewis. <laughs> Lewis has been doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we got a, we actually got a voicemail or a text or somebody about a line or something, one somebody's favorite line of one of the last episodes that came out that we left out. People were really mad. Oh, that really? It was, oh, they should it. be. Yeah, we, it was, every once in a while we miss one, and I'll be listening to the episode, like, when it comes out, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe it, you know. I think that was an email, though. They all go into the same thing, so it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, so. Anyway, contact us. Uh 216-438-1077 is the phone number. If Tom said that already, I forgot because my short-term memory is not working tonight. And uh, I think that's it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bugalo. Bugalo.